going to do the clap. Let's clap it. One, two, three. Let's get into character. All right, let's. Am I throwing you off? No. Didn't think so. I just decided that I would make my. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. Damn. This is Song versus Song. This week, we have a good one. We are going back all the way to 2006, one of the best years of all time. Or just randomly the year we are going back to. I mean, we, we just went back to this pretty recently, considering the fact that we were um, referencing um, Chameleon Ears Riding, which also was a big hit in 2006. That's right. So did. was Daniel Powder's Bad Day. So, you know, the, the year 2006 really gives and takes away. You had a bad day for the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we got we got a couple of good ones this week. We are doing two duets between a man and a woman where they flirt incessantly. We are doing Nelly Furtado featuring Timbaland's Promiscuous versus Shakira featuring Wyclef Jean's Hips Don't Lie. Uh, I have been looking forward to this one ever since last week when I came up with it. Okay, well, that answers part of my question. You know how I sometimes say that, uh, you know, I've been waiting to do this one forever and I've been having it in my back pocket forever. This one I came up with like the like an hour before we I announced it to you. I was like, we're doing that one immediately. It's a great one, but you should talk about why you picked it. And then I would also like to hear about how much you liked these artists at the time or didn't like them, as the case might be. Both these songs are kind of important to me because in 2006, the antenna came off my car. The antenna came off my car so I could only get two uh, radio stations because it was 2006 and we still listened to the radio. And that's when I started listening to pop music for like the first time ever really in my life. So both these songs imprinted on me pretty hard as the only uh, songs I was listening to for a good six months there. Uh, There's a reason radio died. But other than because there are two songs you heard a lot, I feel that there's a number of reasons why you would put these songs against each other. First off, they were both absolutely huge that year. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if one replaced the other at the number one spot. I'm going to go check that right now. Oh, almost, almost. Two weeks of Hips Don't Lie at number one, and then one week of Do I Make You Proud by Taylor Hicks, and then oh, seven gosh. weeks of <laughs> and then seven weeks of Promiscuous. That was the uh, the, the summer of 06. Soul Patrol, Soul Patrol. <laughs> I can't believe as soon as you said the name, it's like it came rushing back. For those that don't know, he was an American Idol winner, and he, yes, had, he, gray, he had gray hair. And so, like, he kind of hit it with, like, middle America and, like, middle-aged people. And I don't – that seems like a real rarity that, like, somebody that is kind of actually in that range finds success. And even at the time that it was happening, you could think confidently this will be short-lived. All right. But but not these on songs. Top, yeah, on top of that – both these songs, like I said at the top of the show, are flirty. They, they are. are. They are two glamorous pop star women 
plus two rappers with a featuring credit flirting with them, two rapper slash producers flirting with them. And both of them seem a tiny bit out of their league. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I cannot deny that. I, I get, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but Shakira and Nelly Furtado have had pretty similar career arcs. Well, uh, Shakira I, starts a little earlier, but I was going to ask um, just because, you know, I, I'm perpetually out of touch. So as you may recall, um, when the MTV VMAs rolled around this year, 2023, when we're recording this, Shakira got the MTV. Was it Icon? Is that what we're doing now or whatever the it is? Video Vanguard. I don't know. They have given it different names over the course of uh Whenever, but I had remembered I was I was watching this, or I, I they announced that she was getting this, and because I am a fool, what I thought at the time was what, Shakira, the, <laughs> you an fool. icon, you, you fool. Is is Shakira that big a deal? And then I looked into it, and if you are ignorant in the way that I am, I am here to tell you that the answer is. Yes, she did not realize this was a fucking deal. And Nelly Furtado, who was also at the VMAs, was just there to like give out an award. So I would say in the the one difference between the two of them is that I think Shakira, especially in the international market, just stayed so big. Yeah, I didn't realize that was like a mystery to you. Like, let's say after 2006, their paths differ quite a bit but up to this point they have pretty similar career arcs first they started out as like not unpop but like more of a songwriter type who happened to get played on the radio and then at some point a little earlier for Shakira they go full-on pop star glittery outfits and and dancing and all that shit yeah with Shakira in particular I think of as the jewel that succeeded. <laughs> Jules? Wait, wait, no, let's back up. What do you mean by that? I mean in the sense that, you know, Jewel was doing the singer-songwriter stuff and then wanted to, ironically, or maybe not, who can say for mm-hmm. sure at this point, but she made a record that was supposed to be more pop-focused in which she danced and, and such, and that was um, not a success, People can watch your video on the album um, as to as to what your opinion might be or to get more history on it. But suffice it to say, it did not do well. Shakira, by contrast, like if we acknowledge, and certainly this was the case, that there was a point in the late 90s and early 2000s in which the whole belly dancing thing really made a comeback. Uh, <laughs> Shakira really seized that, that movement uh, you know, she really took the ball and ran with it to the end field and then you know, like out of the stadium and then across the entire globe several times. And also yeah. was writing, in my opinion, in hindsight, you know, as somebody that really wasn't paying attention, uh, but is now kind of looking into her because of the podcast, was writing some pretty good stuff. You mean before she uh, quote unquote sold out or? Um, I mean, Oral Fixation Volume 2, the record upon which Hips Don't Lie appears. Oh is in fact, in my estimation, a 
wild, interesting, and I don't know if I would call it a great record, but I would call it a, in many ways kind of a risky record where she does some very bold things and clearly it paid off and looking back on it um, as somebody that was not listening to her or much pop music at the time, I, I was kind of impressed by it. At first I wasn't sure, but the more I listened to it, the more I was sold. Should we say which one we're, we're uh, voting for here? Absolutely. Which one are you voting for? No, 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 you go first. You go first. Well, Todd, I'll tell you something. As you may be aware, I've been sick for like a month. Oh, you're 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 finally not coughing uh, your way through this uh through this podcast. We've had to edit out quite a. <laughs> Thank you for saying that so that it would come out of my body immediately. Um, but <laughs> yes, um, I have been coughing and I still am. Uh, and it's been going for a month. And I want to say uh, between last episode and this one, I went to a clinic to get some, get like a Z pack, you know, just something to help knock it out a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, you know, I do this trick where I, I try to be goofy and weird so that they can't see me as a number and there has to be some kind of mutual humanity. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the two women who I was speaking with before the the, the doctor came in about these two songs. <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, before the doctor came in, there was a universal consensus. He broke the tie. Well, broke the tie. He 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 became the the odd one out. But they both felt very strongly that it's promiscuous and it's not even close. Oh wow. Like I asked this question and like a shot, like it was le- like within a second, they both had a very strong response to it. And it was that they preferred promiscuous. And I'm going to tell you, I agree. For me, oh. it's promiscuous. You were you were saying such good things about Hipstone uh, or at least that album, Mortal Fixation V2. You're going to find that I will be saying good things about that album and even some good things about that song. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if we're going song versus song, as the podcast suggests, then I'm going to side with Shakira on this one. Hmm. Well, I was also going to go with Promiscuous, but I, you know, that was uh, what I decided when I made this uh, matchup. But like, I was like listening to it and like, I'm not sure I, how confident I am in that. Because, in fact, I'm not sure what really differentiates these two songs like what would be the the big reason you would oh, pick one over the other i know what it is it's very there there is one reason for me and it's pretty obvious oh i don't think it's very obvious at all but you can say it okay so the reason why i think uh that promiscuous is better than uh hips don't lie is because i think that timbaland is just a better partner than Wyclef Jean, that's it. Like, I don't, like, Wyclef Jean's contribution to that track, I find to be deeply meddling. Like, I don't think that he really (laughs) helped Shakira very much. I think that she's doing most of the lift. Whereas, you listen to Promiscuous, and that is a true, true collaboration. Yeah, that's a duet. That is a, that is a, Timbaland deserves better than the featuring. That deserves an ampersand. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's both of them. And I would say that, you know, if I'm looking at, I, I don't mean this to be, a, well, I suppose it'll come off a little insulting, but, you know, if I'm looking at the two artists specifically um, that are accredited as the leads, 
you know, Nelly Furtado, I think, needs it a little more. She needs a collaborator. And I think that Shakira is able to lift in a way that I don't think Nelly Furtado necessarily can, especially in 2006 when she's kind of first getting into doing songs of this particular caliber. But I don't think it's enough. I think that Shakira, I don't think she's working against Wyclef Jean. Like, I don't think he does nothing. But I think that Tim is doing so much on Promiscuous that it just it just makes the track have such a synergy to it. Okay, for what it's worth, now that you have said it out loud, actually, that was a little obvious. I, I, I regret saying that it's not obvious. Well, I mean, if you've heard the songs, I would think that's the first yeah. thing you would think. You know, it's I'm pretty certain that if you, like, measured out everyone's exact amount of screen time or, like, airtime they get on the song, it would be exactly 50-50 for Timbaland and Nelly Furtado, like, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Bugs and Mickey had to be contractually on screen at the exact same time. I'm pretty sure it is an exact 50-50%. And, and I'm thinking about Hips Don't Lie, like, actually, that might be exactly 50% too, but it sure doesn't seem like it. That is Shakira's song, even though Wyclef has a lot of that song. I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's weird because Hips Don't Lie, the Shakira part, you know, to me is very simple, very clean, does exactly what it needs to do. And then especially when like Wyclef comes in to like spit a couple bars, they're, I'm like, what? Weirdly political. <laughs> and, you know. It's not political. It's a musical transaction. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> but like, it's odd, right? Like he's trying to bring in that Fuji strength and it's, uh, it just, to me, it doesn't work at all. And to be clear, how do you do, which is the opening track uh, of Oral Fixation and um, Timor, which is ba- basically the 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 final track um, of that record, the book ending. Both those songs are p- political songs. The first song is about um, frustrations with um, how religion is used for violence. Uh, thank goodness that's not relevant anymore. And, no, and 2006, different times. And then uh, the, there was all this war in the Middle East. Yeah, and then thank t- God we're past that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. t- it, it, and Timor is a protest song. Um, you know, you could argue about whether or not those things succeed, but certainly it's not as though there was no place on the record for that. But, and maybe this will be controversial, I kind of think Shakira does it better on her own. I think those tracks are, are stronger than anything that Wyclef is doing on Hips Don't Lie. All right. When I was like dead certain I was going to be picking Promiscuous, Wyclef, was my main uh, objection also because like he he says some goofy fucking shit in that song Mikasa Sukasa I know three words of Spanish Como se llama Si Bonita Si I just don't believe that Shakira's going for it <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't know that Nelly Furtado's going for it either but at least there's a shot at least there's a chance. I just don't think there's any, like, Wyclef Sean has got no game on this track. Just none. And Shakira is beautiful. And and goofy. Like, Shakira is goofy. That's part of her charm. I don't want to deny I mean, her charisma, but part of her charisma is that she's kind of funny. She's got a Muppet voice. 
like she's like she sounds like a, like you know it's like just this close to like it's a little bit of it's giving peewee herman just a little bit and always has and you know it's silly and i think she knows it because she's very self-aware especially at this point in her career but it's kind of the thing that makes her columbia's sweetheart if that's a thing uh the uh, sweetheart of the uh, like that entire continent i i tell you i dated a mexican girl in college and her hips absolutely did not lie. And I would like my hips lie all the fucking time. So, well, your hips don't like do anything. It, Todd, no, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen those things in an action. So like you can imagine what it'd be like when we were at parties or something. She would be dancing. I would be watching. That's kind of how I imagine hips don't lie happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that that is a thing that was like an in joke. Because when what? she would make records, she would say to people in the studio that her hips don't yeah. lie and that if her hips are moving, then they're they're onto something. And if they're not, then the track is not going anywhere. You know, I I got to be honest, I, I feel like I did not appreciate Shakira at the time. Also, Shakira, I don't know, that full throat share thing that he that she does. I didn't feel it at the time. The first song I really liked from her was She Wolf. That was a couple of years after this. Like I said, my hips do lie. I got no groove in me whatsoever. And I feel like I felt a little left out of hips don't lie. Yeah. I mean, I felt this too. Here, uh, I'll tell you something. Um, you, you watch the music videos and, uh, you know, I'd said the thing about the belly dancing. This is all, mm-hmm. also, of course, is the era of the ultra low rise jeans. And I'll say this. Uh, in the mid 2000s, I owned one pair. And I owned, um, I owned them for one reason and one reason only. It was because... I knew in that moment in my life that I could pull them off and I knew yeah. that the window on that was closing swiftly. Uh, and it did. And I, you know, um, I will never be able to wear ultra low rise jeans ever again. That time in my life has ended. Um, and you know, I'm eating Milano cookies while we're recording this, which lets you know that I have no interest in trying to change that. And it it would be very difficult to do. Shakira could still do it and probably still does. And, you know, we we deleted this part. But uh, when we recorded the VMAs, but Nelly Furtado had gotten like in the last couple of years has gotten extremely fit and has gotten into the shape where she could wear ultra low rise jeans again if she wanted to. And I'll tell you, goddamn, like God, uh, God bless. That is not an easy look to get to pull off unless you're in your 20s. And to be able to do that beyond is nothing short of like not miraculous because there's no miracle to it. It's just a lot of fucking work. And they're both out there right now. I think it's kind of interesting that you picked them just because they both had songs come out this year. Uh, and again, you know, especially in the case of um, Nelly Furtado, she was doing it with Timbaland again and Justin Timberlake. Oh, right. That's right. Not, I mean, not in my estimation, a very interesting track. And Shakira's been doing a bunch I mean, of stuff. I'd love to tell you it's interesting, but I completely forgot how it went. So yeah, I, I, I listened is. to it today and was like, yeah, this is just not the kind of thing that, that stays with you. Uh, whereas, um, Carol G's had a pretty good 2023 and, she has. and Shakira has got a track with her. And that track is, I think a little more memorable to say the least. Shakira kind of, kind of riding another little peak of this year feels like, Oh yeah. She's, a, it's a big comeback year for Shakira. Like the last thing I'd heard before this year from her was, uh, that that one thing she did with the black eyed peas, she was basically subbing it for Fergie, and I, I I don't recommend it. Yeah, whereas you could recommend the the Carol G song, which is nice. Yeah, 
I liked Promiscuous in 2006 a lot more than I liked Hips Don't Lie. But I will say this. Shakira started out as like a singer-songwriter type. not, And she was always kind of pop, but she wasn't the pop star she became until roughly the year 2001. That just seems weird, right? Because it seems like pop star was always going to be her final form. Like this is who she was meant to be. She was never meant to be anything else but like who she is now. Whereas... Versus... Yeah, it was, whereas whereas Nelly Furtado, right? Like, cause I'll I'll tell you very weirdly, uh, I'm like a bird. I loved that song when it came out. Loved it. I downloaded that shit off a of Napster and put it on. I, I I burned it on a CD and listened to it all the time. I thought that song was great. So you know, when Promiscuous came out, like I like that track, but I don't look at Nelly Furtado and go, for sure, this is her natural state. <laughs> it feels awkward in a way. I don't know if I would go that far. Awkward is maybe not the word, but it doesn't feel like the real her. She certainly pushed herself. I mean, not the real her. I don't know. I think that everybody has, you know, two wolves inside of them Um, or or, or she wolves. Yeah. (laughs) uh, As the case may be. But, um, you know, I'm not sure that that's the kind of wolf that Nelly Furtado has an interest in maybe naturally to to come out of her all the time. Whereas Shakira is this sort of oddball, insecure, horny person <laughs> who's very good with her hips. You know, like I don't did you did you go back and listen to all of Oral Fixation volume two to prepare I've for listened this? to it a bunch of times in my life. I did not go back and review it. I was really kind of blown away by um, just how horny a lot of those tracks are. Like I'd said it that like it, it's bookended by two political songs, but the rest of the record is ridiculously, ridiculously horny. And a lot of it is, you know, it's, it's, it's giving the Goblin King at the end of Labyrinth, you know, like that, like, you know, do as I say, and I shall be your slave. Like, yes, it's got a lot of that stuff to it. Uh, like if that out, if this album came out now, you know, I, I, and I was listening to it, I would say I probably wouldn't have called it oral fixation volume two. I would have called it topping from the bottom. Now we're here. I mean, that's the whole the whole it. record is topping from the bottom. It's it's really I mean, I love it, you know, and, you know, I'm largely asexual, so it's hard for me to connect with stuff like that because it's so not me. But I really don't find myself thinking, well, that's not Shakira. Oh, I believe that this is quite authentic. And <laughs> and it's fun. It's fun to listen to her do that. I, I, I find her immensely entertaining and subsequently talented and there's wild stuff on there like you know that's not her first that's not the first single uh hips don't lie very was, te- was very technically don't don't bother was the first one. Oh, that's a good song don't bother is a good song but it's got a whole thing about like i'll, I'll go with you to a communist country it's <laughs> 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 like what is happening here it's like such a there's like some weird stuff in that track uh and the thing that i didn't know about that particular song uh, there were a lot of um, credits on it, and one of them is Leisha Haley. Do you know who that is? I do not. The thing she's best known for is her playing a character named Alice on the Showtime series The L Word. Uh, I didn't, I've never, so. But in the 90s, she was in a duo called The Murmurs. That does sound familiar. Hold on. There's a song called You Suck. 
No, it's not ringing a bell. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. You know, this did Raven didn't remember this either. This is from like 1994. And I was listening to it and I was like, oh man, I remember. Like, it's not, I wouldn't call it a great track, but I definitely remember being in high school and, um, and singing along to it where it's like, there's dust on my guitar, you fuck. And it's all your fault. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's really like cheesy coffee house folk music with an ironic twist, uh, very nineties. Um, and I was like, Oh man, I forgot all about this, but I remembered the band that she was in afterwards, which was called, uh, uh-huh her, which is so named after, um, it's a, it's, I think it's a PJ Harvey record. And I, there was an album they had called common reaction that I really liked. Anyway, she was one of the writers on that Shakira song. And I was like, that's wild. What a weird thing. What a weird person to be involved with Shakira. Not what you would expect. Nelly Furtado was known to me from 2001 where she had those couple big hits. She had I'm Like a Bird. She had Turn Off the Light, Turn Off the Light. And the second one after that, the second album didn't really do much. Somehow she wound up making a pure pop record that sounded absolutely nothing like what she had done before. Which is surprising because you would have thought for sure that she, you know, had she found more success doing the stuff that she was doing, that more singer-songwriter stuff, that she would have probably, I mean, it's not like there was no space for it. Like, she would have been like a Katie Tunstall or, or Sarah Bareilles, you know? That's what oh, yeah, you would Colby expect Calais. her to be. Yeah. And instead, we get <laughs> promiscuous. Promiscuous girl. I remember her saying that she was like a little nervous about this or like really nervous about this or like, is this going to work? And also, am I selling out and that kind of thing? And then eventually she decided like, like, who am I to be like, am I acting like I'm too good to do a hip hop record? Yes. Again, she's not jewel. (laughs) Bam. Any opportunity to diss jewel. No, it's, it's funny because we did a Jewel episode and you held yourself back a lot. Yes. <laughs> talking a, a, about a, a, Jewel. As has come out in, in later episodes, I am I am a devout Jewel hater. I just don't understand her at all. Um, but I did find myself thinking of her um, because of this sort of phase in, in both Shakira and, uh, and the well, I mean, this careers. was in, in 2003, both Jewel and Liz Fair went pop and it was pretty disastrous for both of them. And then somebody came in and did it better. And it's someone who has not necessarily aged great. uh, (laughs) But at the time, somebody who was kind of pop, but also was in other genres and was in a band who split off to do a solo record, uh, that being Gwen Stefani, had put out a record in 2004. And it was pop pop. And it was massive. It was such a hit, that record. Um, I think, you know, just because people mostly remember, you know, the shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, that they think that, like, that was the thing. But no, it was the whole album. Like, Gwen Stefani in 2004, like, that was her fucking year. And I think that that success had a huge impact on the entire landscape, including Shakira and uh, Nelly Furtado both. It's very hard for me to imagine... A, this album being made, and B, this album succeeding as much as it did without Gwen Stefani priming the pump for it. But also, like, God, you get Timbaland in 2006. Jesus fucking Christ. 
like like I think the entire concept of a famous producer to me was like still new, like a producer who would show up on records. I mean, I know Puff Daddy would do it sometimes, but he was like an actual rapper who was like his main thing was that he rapped. And Timbaland, I don't know if he had released his own album yet, but like he was fucking everywhere in 06, not just on Nelly. I was on Justin Timberlake was on several Pussycats dolls. I was like, who is this guy that I keep fucking hearing? And like, he could absolutely do no wrong that year. And for an, like the next year also, he is a guy who much like Wyclef has become a little more embarrassing in the, in the years since. Sure. He's, he's, but, but also, I mean, I, when I think of Timbaland, the, the first person I think of is Missy Elliott. Right. He was Missy kind of stole the spotlight. Sure. But he, I, but I distinctly remember him being there and I remember, you know, I mean, yes, of course. I mean, if I'm going to pick one of the two of them, it's not difficult, but mm-hmm. Timbaland, I remember it feeling like his involvement was substantial major. Like I, yes, like I, like I don't think that those records would be what they were without him. And I don't think that that had escaped me at the time. So for him uh, to be involved with Nelly Furtado is not a small deal. It's pretty huge. Yeah, he'd been building up for a long time because of his work with Missy. But like 06 was like his fucking time. And if I'm going to pick one over the other, again, it is Timbaland that is going to be the deciding factor. But God, re-listening to it now, Promiscuous is a goofy fucking song. It is. For, for one, it's called promiscuous it sure is it sure is what a what, it's a bit of a mouthful um by the way yeah. it, it, it's worth mentioning that you know i don't know if i'd call it a third party vote but gwen stefani did put out the sweet escape with akon this same year that was another thing that happened <laughs> not not quite because that's not quite the same because akon is just kind of going we in know, the background versus timbaland who is all over this uh and boy God, like I had that thing memorized back to front. Every time it would come on, I would sing the entire the entire Timbaland part. Well, it's sort of so like to me. And no, no. And I, I just remembered I was like and I would like hope that my girlfriend was kind of softly singing along to the uh Nelly Furtado <laughs> part. But I would like I, I couldn't I could never fucking look over because like I didn't. I was just so embarrassed that I was doing this. I was like, I, I'm just going to assume you're singing along. That is, that, that is deeply embarrassing. I can't believe yes, you admit was. that live on the air. Oh, I don't admit much. I get, I, so I, you know, when I, when I do. What an admission of guilt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, what I think of, when I think of promiscuous, what I think is that it's like, it was like the 2000s equivalent of we come together because I was attracting, you know, like it's that kind of goofy. <laughs> oh, man. Like I'm I'm looking through this right now trying to pick out like what the best line is because they are there are some fucking lines. <laughs> they call me Thomas last name crown. What the fuck are you talking about, Timbaland? Well, because they're going to have an affair. Uh, like yeah. a Nas game. I'm going to lay mine down. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, is your game MVP like Steve Nash? She was dating him at the time. The information is there. It's there to be known. All right. It's okay. I can see you with my T-shirt on. Boy, I have the image I have listening to this, this song, Promiscuous. And this is one of my most cherished memories or like cherished ideas that I've come up with. I am dead certain 
that Nelly Furtado and Timbaland are still there. The lights are on in the club. Everyone's gone. The music is off and they are still there trading lines, flirting, not having sex. <laughs> like it is an asymptotic uh, flirtation. They are just going to get closer and closer and closer and just never get there. Yeah. I want to be really clear. Even though these two songs are both clearly about people getting together to have sex, I don't think the, any either of, the, either of, of these sex. songs end in sex. Neither. No. No, For different like, reasons, I, you know, one yeah, of them she, being that Wyclef Jean has no game and the other one because neither Nelly Furtado nor Timbaland have game, <laughs> which is the superior. Let's be honest. I mean, like it's game met game like they were on the same level. Bad. Yeah, I, it's it's it just seems like they don't know what they're supposed to do after they trade lines. Oh, my God. This is like Barbie and Ken in the Barbie movie where like <laughs> they're supposed I to kiss, but know. they don't really. Yes, it's exactly that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. But these songs are both really good. I feel like I don't know that we've really hit on it hard enough. These songs are both excellent. Um, somebody pointed a thing out about hips don't lie, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, and I can't tell if it bothers me or not, but, uh, of course I didn't write down who it was because I'm the worst, but somebody had said that, um, the way that Shakira's vocals are overlaid on the track, they feel so in the front of the mix that they feel almost outside of everything else. Like it doesn't sound right. And I don't know that I'd ever consciously noticed it, but once I read that comment and went back and listened to it again, that was, was all I could think of for one listen. It always felt a little plasticky to me. Hips don't lie in a way that a lot of 2000s pop does. Uh, it, it, Shakira's stuff, like I said, didn't quite hit for me until the latter stages of her career. Versus uh, Loose by Nelly Furtado, that, that album, the entire album is a fucking jam. Oh, now see, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, you don't? That's interesting. I, You know, I think there are good tracks on that record. I'll tell you, uh, especially because I was listening to Maneater, and you can hear some of the, you can hear a lot of influences on there, I guess, but like, especially once the um, the chorus kicks in, I was like, wow, this is like two years before Lady Gaga put out the fame. But like, the chorus of that song specifically, and no other part, has got big the fame energy and i love that i mean i like that whole track i think that whole track is Mm -hmm. really 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 good um but you know if you were to ask me um do i have strong feelings about say it right which is like kind of one of the other big hits uh i don't really oh you're incorrect you do you just don't realize it if you say Say it right (laughs) i i i mean i i say it like i see it um and i mean like oh that that is like I don't know. I feel like if you were like to pick everyone's favorite song or if you had to vote, everyone would pick Say It Right. That really? would get the most votes at the very least. Huh. I would never have considered that. But again, I don't know. I, 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 I am like grossly out of touch. So I, what do I know? Uh, Man Eater, I didn't like at the time, honestly. But like re listening to it now, I was like, man, what was my problem? Yeah, I don't think I, that, I guess I, think I thought, thought Promiscuous was catchier. The Forgotten Fifth single, Do It, that is top tier shit for me that's one of my favorite songs of the decade honestly i like oral fixation volume two i couldn't <laughs> even tell you well i can tell you why again it's because it's such a weird album and it's got some lyrics where you're like what i'm sorry but you know i like 
I like Animal City and I like Don't Bother. And um, I think Hey You is absolutely buck wild. And Costume Makes the Clown is such a what a track. Only Shakira. <laughs> Truly only. And I like it. I'm, I unabashedly think that track is great. I think the big difference between she, I mean, the, there are many differences, but the big one is that for uh, Nelly Furtado, this was just a detour. This was like, this was fun. I enjoyed making this, but like, this is not the future of my career. And after that, she, I don't know, like she kind of disappeared. Like she didn't, not only because she didn't make music like this anymore, but also she didn't really seem to be interested in making music like this anymore. Versus Shakira, who kept on keeping on and has, you know, here in 2023 is still very Shakira. And if if, if I were to pick Hips Don't Lie over Promiscuous, it would probably be for that reason. Like Promiscuous is fun, but you can tell that, you know, this is Nelly Furtado in her pop star costume. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think if it's artist versus artist. I would give it to Shakira handily. And I, that's not, you know, meant to be an insult to Nelly Furtado. I would like to think that if Nelly Furtado were here recording a podcast with us, she would also agree because, you know, I'm not like comparing Nelly Furtado to a person who is above average. We're talking about fucking Shakira, uh, which is a whole other grade of artist, somebody that just really knows how to capture people and has now been doing so for decades I just, in the end, the podcast is called Song vs. Song. And I just think that, that, like, just everything about Promiscuous hits. It's, it, it's a bop. It's just so good. It's just such a good track. I just, Hips Don't Lie is good too, but it's just not as strong. It just, I don't know, man. Promiscuous just lands so so perfectly and I just feel like Shakira has other stuff that's better than Hips Don't Lie whether or not her career would be what it is without that song we'll get into in a moment I agree and I think it's time okay we're gonna ask four questions this is the thing that we do after we talk and talk and talk and talk try to wrap it all up in a nice little bow in the shape of four questions the first question is uh, one of history uh, one of these songs is going to disappear like it was never here. The other one is going to stay forever. Todd, for the culture, which song has to stay? I think it would have to be promiscuous. I, am, I, am I wrong? I can't tell what you, that expression on your face means. I don't know. because yeah, you, I don't know either. It's, it's tough. I truly don't know because when we ask this question, it's always a question of, of, of you know, impact on the world and impact on the artist. Um, I say that Shakira has lots of other songs and she does, but hips don't lie is very important to her career. I cannot deny that. I don't consider it to be the best thing she's done, but I just don't know where she is without it. I don't know where uh, Nelly Furtado is without promiscuous. Then again, Nelly Furtado had 2006 and 2007, and then she kind of like willfully withdraws from that that entire sphere. So like, there wasn't really a whole lot that came after that that was like really important to the culture. Versus Hips Don't Lie is of course very important for Shakira. It's it's her only number one song in this country, at least. Whenever, wherever was 
was popular in America, but I always feel like that song was kind of joked about more than it was beloved. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm reading that with the, with the, how old I was at the time and who I was at the time. But that song just with like her in the mountains, like it just always seemed kind of goofy. Yeah. My breasts are small and humble. So you don't confuse them with mountains. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing that everybody remembers. Yeah. It's hard for me to make a case for whenever, wherever, or at least, it's harder than it is to make for hips don't lie, at least for me. Yeah, and for me, the me her song was underneath your clothes. That was like the the, the primo one from that early that first album, first American album at least. Again, I was surprised by how much I liked Oral Fixation Volume Two, but hips don't lie is the track. Like that's it. Like there's just no doubt. Like you listen to that thing and you go, that's an international smash in a way that I just don't know that any other thing that she'd done before that was. In fact, I know nothing she'd done before it was. So I don't know. I think I would pick hips. Don't lie. Because I just think if we're doing what's the most important to the culture, I think it's that one. And also hips don't lie. Just as a phrase. (laughs) I don't know, man, that shit's important. Uh, yeah, I, I have not, uh, called anyone promiscuous girl because of promiscuous. And I hope you haven't either, because Christ. <laughs> you, and by you, I mean all of you listening. Don't do not do it. Yeah. I don't think I have to warn you about it, but in case I do. <laughs> Good looking out, Dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, lo- I love Promiscuous. It's a great track. I like Nelly Furtado. I like Nelly Furtado before she did this, this particular song. And I appreciate that she's still out there. And... Uh, yeah, I just think that if we're doing for the culture, hips don't lie. It's just one of those things where, as a, as a song, as a as a meaningful thing for an artist, and as a, as a turn of phrase for humankind, <laughs> I just think it's the more important thing. Okay, I'm not sure I agree, but we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. All right, we'll be split. Question number two: You could be a fly on the wall. You can experience soup to nuts, everything, including the music video creation of the entire thing. Which one is the one that you want to see the sausage get made for? It's got to be promiscuous. I have to know how they made it through that with a straight face. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. (laughs) I'm very confident that they did not. Oh, is your game MVP like Steve Nash? I bet they laughed so hard. Yeah, I, I would I would like to believe that they had a lot of fun. I hope that everybody had a good time making their songs. Um it's such a it's it's a slow build to promiscuous, but like by the end of it, like it's just like the funniest song I've ever heard. Wouldn't it be cool? I mean, I guess it wouldn't be for this song, but um to hear Shakira say that her hips don't lie for the first time. Like when she came up with that to be in the room quietly, like, like, like the hips of, of Christmas past <laughs> <laughs> and and hear that the first time she said it and see what the reaction was would be pretty neat because it really has to the test of time. Like, I don't know if anyone had ever said these hips don't lie before. I'm sure somebody must have, but who knows? Maybe she truly originated the phrase. I, I got to believe she did. That doesn't sound like something. That doesn't sound like something people say. It's a work of fucking genius, Todd. <laughs> That's a genius phrase. Shakira is, no cap, a genius. Uh, number three. <laughs> oh, God. 
Megan Whoa. Thee Stallion going to get up to a night of hot girl shit? She's only going to put one of these songs on the playlist? I'm going to tell you right here and forever. I don't know that I can choose only one of these to be hot girl shit. They're both obviously hot girl shit. Well, which one is hotter girl shit? Oh, promiscuous. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Again, it's it's I it's mean, it's not necessarily the lyrics. I would say when it comes to this question, for me, it's the music. It's the backing stuff. It's the sample that they're using. I'm I, you know I'm not sure about this because Megan's hips don't lie either. No, for a fact, they certainly do not. <laughs> Those might actually be the most honest hips on the planet today. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think I got to go with hips don't lie on this one. Huh? I mean that they are both. The hottest of hot girl shit. I'm going to tell you, there are many times in which I wish I was friends with Megan the Stallion. Uh, this is one of them. And you just ask. Yeah, just so I could just be like, hey, which one of these? So I just want to be able to ask Meg, which which one do you think is the better track? Which one's which one is the hotter of the hot girl shits? That sounds <laughs> terrible. It That really does. <laughs> that came out so wrong. Uh, it, sounded, it really sounded like, I don't know, like she ate some bad beef. <laughs> Anyway, well, um, it, we're house divided over and over less again. Hot. Anyway, what would you say? I said we are a house divided. Uh, well, don't don't be mad and don't get mean. Oh, my gosh. Listen, here's what I know. Halloween this year, Megan Thee Stallion dressed up like Greta, the girl gremlin from Gremlins to the new batch. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's the hottest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> actually, that's incredible. And Robert Picardo tweeted about it, which is amazing because Robert Picardo played the 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 guy opposite of her in that movie. Um, so it was hilarious. Anyway, uh, just a fun fact that I wanted people to know if they didn't know. Now for the fourth question, uh, the most important question, not just the podcast, but in all human creation. William Shatner, thespian, equestrian, singer, we're going to give it to him. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? You talk about impossible questions. Well, the real question is, who's he doing it with? Who's his duet yeah. with? Because he's running out of oh. options here. Everybody, all his friends are dead, as the as the title of the book goes. I, 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 oh, I, oh, boy. I mean, let's okay. Let's just assume it's it's always going to be Nimoy. All right. Okay. <laughs> may he rest. May yes. May he rest. And may uh, you know, I'm I'm glad he's not around to hear us talking about this. Yes, yes. But may may his memory be a blessing. May this memory be forgotten. The thing is, I feel like he would have to do it with Nimoy for promiscuous, <laughs> but for hips don't lie, he's going to be Shakira. And Wyclef Jean will also be William Shatner. That's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> okay. That doesn't answer the question. I mean, it, yeah, answer, so it answers that's, a that's, question, that's, but not the question. That's the framework we're working with okay. that I imagine it is. Well? It doesn't help me answer the question at all. Um, it would be so funny both ways. It would. It would be so amazing. I want... On one of them, he would have to speak Spanish. Hi. Well, I mean, even William Shatner knows these Mikasa in Spanish. Sukasa. See, your game MVP like Steve Nash. I mean, well, Shatner's Canadian. I, that's. 
I have an answer to this question, and it comes in the form of a statement. I do not believe that William Shatner's hips lie. <laughs> like, there are so many amazing lines in Promiscuous that would sound amazing coming out of Shatner's mouth. Girl, I'm a freak. You shouldn't say those things. Oh, imagine Shatner saying that. But I can't and I won't. Fact, just the, but that three-word phrase, hips don't lie, coming out of Shatner's voice. You seem to be leaning in that direction. I, I, I don't have anything to, to, to argue against it. I really don't. Then we agree. All right. Well, we've dithered like a pair of fools. All right. Like two promiscuous girls. <laughs> and now it's time for the listener comments, which are always more intelligent than us ding-dongs. What did they have to say, Todd? All right. Brandon H. writes, Timbaland and Wyclef both sound way out of their league. But Wyclef seems like the only one that understands that. Does he? I don't know. There is kind of like the 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 wolf whistle auga coming out of Wyclef Jean, I feel like. Versus Timbaland, who, who, who at least seems like he thinks he's on an e- even ground. But also, I'm not sure that Timbaland actually is out of his league. We, we We've talked about this. They both seem on a pretty even keel yeah, of they're both, not having sex. They're both goofy. But, yeah. A great Barbie and Ken pairing. <laughs> All right. Super Dupa Jesus writes, Promiscuous is one of the most dangerous karaoke routines because inevitably one of y'all starts singing both parts and completely throws off the other person. Yes, this happened to me while drunk. Yes, I sang both parts. I'm going to give you a slow clap. Oh, <laughs> uh. Okay, we can't keep doing that. We're on a podcast, but you get it. Joseph Adams writes, the lyrics to both these songs bug me in different ways. For promiscuous, it's that I don't believe people would be flirting with each other by bringing attention to their shared love of boinking multiple people. So, and hips lie all the time, depending on whose hips they are. Yeah, but this is Shakira. Shakira's hips don't lie. Shakira's hips don't lie. And that's a fact. That's a promise. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. Have you met people? Because I have, as far as you know. And I think that they are like that, actually. I think that the two people who have terrible game and really seem like they're going to have sex, but then they don't. I think that's a pretty common phenomenon. (laughs) I think that happens a fair amount at the club. Yeah. Okay. Bunker King writes, Promiscuous's beat is so good that they just let it play for 30 seconds at the end of the song. But Hips Don't Lie needs Wyclef screaming over it immediately so you can safely ignore the canned horns. The horns don't sound great on Hips Don't Lie. Yeah. I, I agree. With it. Yeah. I mean, again, that was that was amongst my things that made Promiscuous stronger. It was that beat. It was just, yeah, it was the sample that they used. All right. Timothy Fitzpatrick writes, For as hard as this is to choose, I'm going with Hips Don't Lie because of the line where she calls her partner half animal, half man making me believe that Shakira is flirting with a centaur or possibly a half man, half wolf. (laughs) Keep in mind that again, I mean, hips don't lie on the, on the, the final version of that record. The one in which that, uh, that song appears, uh, the, the song that follows it is animal city. All right. Apocalypse then writes Mikasa Sukasa is not as sexy as Wyclef thinks it is. Does Wyclef think, does, does he think, 
I mean, if he does, then I actually don't, I don't even know. He sounds like he sounds like a it. frat boy on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> like <laughs> you gurgled while laughing at that. I'm in pain. <laughs> All right. And Nico writes, hopefully Shakira's hips didn't lie about her taxes. That's mean. That's mean. I mean, you read it. (laughs) You read it. So that's on you. I didn't write it. But you read it. Well, hopefully she didn't. Shiny Skunk writes, I have a friend that loves promiscuous just as much as I do, and we always do it together at karaoke. If you can get the timing of I want you on my team, so does everybody else, right? The room goes up every time. I mean, it's the best. It's the best part of the whole song. <laughs> so does everybody else. Yeah, it's it's great. All right. Angela writes, as a Canadian, I'm pretty sure I'm legally obligated to vote for Nelly Furtado. That said, Hips Don't Lie is the banger of the 2000s. And now I'll probably get tarred and feathered with maple syrup and Canada goose feathers and beaten like a pinata by a bunch of dudes with hockey sticks. I mean, the Canadians got to look out for each other. That's the fact. Oh, I didn't. I guess that's true. Again, um, what we talked about this before the podcast started. Just, you know what? Go talk to Nardwar. He'll protect you. He's got your back. <laughs> he's from he's from Canada. All right. Rita Mathis writes, competitive poll. You're teasing me. (laughs) (laughs) You really liked the comments on this one, didn't you? I did. I did. All right. And one last one from Kite. Kite writes, as you pass through a dungeon, there are two pairs of hips. Only one tells the truth and the other only lies. Which one will walk you towards freedom? I like this because it kind of links back to the labyrinth thing that I was talking about (laughs) earlier. And now I want to see a labyrinth movie where Shakira is the goblin queen. Uh, She could absolutely pull it off. Agree? All right. Those were the comments. Now at last, who do you think won and by how much? I mean, you were already doing your own impromptu poll. I did, I did, and I don't, but the thing is, I don't know that that is representative of anything. Um, You know, that could have just been pure, pure luck. I mean, those two women that I was talking to were both very cool. I even remember one of the girls' names was Sam, and she had uh, high-top Chuck Taylors, and she had the, the, the shoelaces tied around the ankle and then done at the front, which is the way that you should be doing it. A very cool thing to do. In fact, it was so cool that when I walked out the door, the last thing I said was keeping Chuck E. T's tight because I am the biggest loser that's ever lived. I don't know if everybody's as cool as Sam and her Chuck Taylors are. I think it might be Hips Don't Lie just because it was just such a smash hit. And I think that Shakira's got the, the much longer tail, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would think it probably will come out on top. But I don't know if it's going to be by a lot. I think this might be one of those like 55, 45 kind of situations yeah for what it's worth at the time promiscuous was number one for like six weeks versus two for hips don't lie and then got beaten by taylor hicks so soul patrol soul patrol (laughs) all right so here are the actual results for a total of 529 to 310 that is a 63 37 split wow 
These hits do, in fact, not lie. Shakira. I am shocked. I am really shocked. I don't think it's the better song, but again, it's really about legacy. I think that's really what it boils down to here. I I did not see that coming. I, I for me, promiscuous is I. You know, I, I pretended like that this was competitive to me at all, but no, promiscuous is easily the better song. I think you can make. Uh, a, I think you can make a valid argument for both. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I truly think that if it's artist versus artist, I give it to Shakira. But these are duet songs, and Tim is just so much better than Wyclef Sean. It's not even funny yes. on these tracks. That's it. All right. Well, that was song versus song. You voted. I don't have to agree with it. This is your this is your vote. And if you like what you heard here, please, 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 please go to our Patreon. Uh, We need all the help you can give us. If you give us just a dollar, even a dollar, just a dollar, you can get our entire backlog of bonus episodes where we talk about one movie a month that you guys picked last month for Halloween. You didn't give us a movie. You gave us a cartoon series called over the garden wall. And that one went pretty well. Yep. We brought in our friend Nella and we talked about it and it was a gym dandy of a time. And this month we're going to be talking about the talking heads. I believe. Yes. We're going to be a pair of talking talking heads, heads. you and me. Um, (laughs) So yeah, remember a dollar gets you the entire backlog. Every episode we've ever done on the bonus level. And uh, that's not just a deal. That's a Kim deal. We'd appreciate it. If you can't do that, just spread the word. This is a good show. Didn't you like this episode? You listened to it all the way through. So you must enjoy it on some level. I would appreciate it if you would spread it around. Me too. It's a solid 7 out of 10. Tell your friends. (laughs) All right. You ready for the next one? Yes. We will be doing the Rolling Stones Satisfaction versus the Who's. My generation. <laughs> While we're all talking about 60s rock these days. Was a, there, there's a little boomer inside of me, and, and it exploded. <laughs> it went boom. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.